Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation Baltimore sports talk. I am your Indian Center host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, Josh. Hey, Matt. I guess we should have recorded on Monday. We could have had a much better post-game show yesterday than uh, yeah. than coming in today. We even a- before the game was over when it looked like exactly. we were another one. Uh, Exactly. Even even when I texted you to confirm and you said I'm about to get in, it looked like the Orioles had this game under control. Yeah, at that it, point it, there was one out with no runners on in the ninth inning with Kanoa with Kanoa pitching. Yeah, exactly. This game collapsed fast. Yeah, but I tell you what, and and we'll get to other stuff. We're not going to just uh, you know dissect this loss. Um, no, but but there is. I cannot recall a loss in in recent memory that I could care less about. I could care less I, about this loss. I don't care. I the, go on Twitter and everyone's angry and I'm like who like we're going to lose games. We can't be perfect. Yeah, he, and this loss few, doesn't really affect me. Yeah, here's a few reasons why I like this loss. One, yesterday's game we had no business winning. So it felt like we're playing with house money anyway. <laughs> right. Two, in a normal scenario, we beat the Phillies because Batista's pitching. But he says not pitching because we went all in and we played the Tampa series like it was a freaking World Series, yes. as we should have. Um, and we needed Batista in the Tampa Bay series. And come playoffs, you know. It, playoffs, uh, come come could, tomorrow to take the series with Philadelphia, Batista will be in there. Yeah, I kind of hope Batista doesn't pitch tomorrow either. Um, I mean, certainly won't be resting tomorrow. But if he does right. pitch tomorrow, that means he's full go for game one of the Yankee series. I mean, kick True. the Yankees. But, but, um, <laughs> Where we get- basically end the Yankees season. Yeah, and then there's the, also so, some other great takeaways from this loss. Fuji pitched really well for two innings. We uh, Elias might have stole one here. Might have stole yeah. one. Watch Fuji. what everyone else trades for relievers at the deadline and watch Elias laugh at what he With gave Fuji. up for Fuji. Yeah. Yeah, we did we did the we did a bonus episode uh, last week as soon as they made the move for Fuji or the next day. And uh we were we were both positive about it, and I think people got nervous on that first pitch home run in Tampa that Fuji gave up. And a but, little wild the his last round, yeah. a little wild. But yeah. Today, today he looked settled in. Today he looked really great. And and for what you gave up for him, a huge a huge win if he can continue this. Yeah, and 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 I think this loss also highlights that maybe we're not done um, in the trade market via a bullpen addition. Yeah. Uh, because last yesterday you were forced to go with Baker and he almost blew it. Today you're fo- forced to go to um, Fuji and Cano, and thankfully our starters have been great, so you haven't had to expose the middle of the bullpen very much. But I think this highlights the need for it. One really solid, more one more really solid bullpen arm, and and maybe this loss kind of emphasizes that need. I think one of my takeaways, Josh, I'm excited to talk to you about the Tampa Bay series. Um, yeah. And kind of there's, 
There's Great way better things down. to talk about on this week than tonight's loss. Yeah, I guess one of my major questions after this week, which has been a great week of Orioles baseball, is do you feel like this makes it more likely? I mean, we're a week away from the trade deadline. Do you think all this successful week and taking control yes. of first place now by a game and a half, do you think it makes it more likely that we're active at the trade deadline? Or do you think Michael Elias sees our success against Tampa and thinks, oh, I can win this division without giving up any key pieces and makes it kind of less likely that we do something at the trade. No, I think, I think it's more likely because we're not looking at all season. We've been talking about wild card, wild card, wild card, the Rays collapse and the way we just played that now in order to, we have the tiebreaker against them and that's, they sweep us in four games in Baltimore next month. So we, it's basically like, yeah, it, it says, what, one and a half games. But really, it's a two and a half game thanks to that tiebreaker lead. But assuming so, we don't get swept at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to get swept. You can, I'll, I'll mark that down now. I'll take anyone's bet we're not going to get swept by uh, the Rays in Baltimore. But no, I think it's more likely because now it's suddenly, hey, we're not just like a you're, let's get wild card and sneak into this thing. It's we're going to win this division. We are the hottest team in the American League. We have had the toughest schedule, and everyone has uh, talked negative about us because of our strength of schedule, and we have played so well against these teams. The AL East is hilarious when you look at it now because it's completely flipped what it's been for years. It's, it's, it's as if I just want to turn my phone upside down, and then it looks like it's been the past couple of years. Baltimore in first, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, New York. That's amazing. Now's the time to do it. Now's where Michael Elias might be tempted to make a trade for Otani because, or a big move like that. I really don't think we're going to have Otani, but uh, he'll be tempted to make a big move because we're going to win the division. We're going to get that divisional bye going into the playoffs. And why, I mean, you're, you're in the driver's seat for the World Series at this point. You're going to go all in. For those placing bets, it was at the at the six minute mark when Josh first mentioned the name of Otani on the episode. For those making bets, it was a six minute mark that Josh first mentioned the name of Otani. I think you beat me last time. Uh, the some, I mean, and and winning the division, even for Mike Elias, who's like, just I just get the playoffs. Winning the division is a big deal because if you win the AL East, you're guaranteed either a first or second seed. In the playoffs, because it's not coming from the central, right? And you get and a that buy. Means, yeah, and that means you you get a buy, which you automatically go, go on to the divisional round. You don't have to play in these crazy wild card rounds. Yeah, um, and so that, that that's one less series you have to play. It's one more series you can rest <laughs> Batista and your pitcher. Like that's that's right. a big deal. Win the division, it's really cool to win the division, but it also gives you a distinct strategic advantage going into the playoffs. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I think I think Elias. Let's go. It's different when you're fighting for a division over wild card. I I I I buy that. Right. So that's yeah. It might not be Otani, but Major League Baseball. It's so irritating because national media hates to talk about the Orioles, and I feel like the only reason they keep talking about Otani to the Orioles is so that they because they know the Orioles won't make that move, so they can bash the Orioles when it's in a week when the trade deadline hits for not doing Otani. I feel like yeah. it's a complete setup. To be like, we need that. We want to hate on it, so let's let's set up the Orioles to fail. Where not getting Otani is not a failure, right? No, I, I agree. And I mean, I think the obvious reason why people make the connections 
is we have the number one farm system in baseball. Right. And, and frankly, we could trade for Otani and still, I don't know if we'd be number one, but we still have a top farm system in baseball even after trading for Otani. So, whatever one that of the, takes. Uh, one of these sites, ESPN or something today, posted Otani and the Orioles give up Jackson Holiday and DL Hall. There's no way you're giving up Jackson yeah. Holiday for a rental. Yeah. It's strategically, it's a, it, it makes doesn't no make sense. sense. No. For what we're trying to build and for right. where we come from. We would not throw away what is a chance of a decade of winning baseball for one season. It's exactly now there might be a balance there where you can. Yeah, there might might be a balance where you can package a deal of of a Norby and a Stour and you just throw enough kind of mid Norby, Stowers, Ortiz, DL Hall, some places where you have Urias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ortiz. Yeah, 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 Ortiz. Yeah, um, you throw all them in. And I can understand that because that's one thing the Angels want is they don't want long-term prospects. They want guys who are ready to for the majors next year. Yeah, and that's what we have a plethora of of, yes. of AAA guys who are ready. I mean, right. we, we've got a bunch. And if it, you're looking for a AAA guy who's ready to go, we, we got four just sitting in Norfolk right. w- waiting for the call. Yeah, if you want to believe that the Orioles can make the move for the Otani or any of these big-name pitchers available – the way you make that argument is you is the whole the Orioles farm system is so good that we have B and C talent in Triple A that would immediately be A talent in all these other farm systems. Like yeah. Ortiz can be a major league shortstop on twenty six of the thirty teams. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think it'd be a, a start shortstop on a bunch of teams, and I think Norby could play second for a bunch of teams right yeah. now. I think Stowers yes. could play the outfield for a bunch of teams right now. And that's leaving off, of course, the two best prospects in, in Norfolk because I don't want them going anywhere. But Kirstead, I think Kirstead yeah. could play anywhere right now in the majors. And Kobe yeah. Mayo had another huge game today. That guy's going to be a stud. Yeah. Um, were you surprised this afternoon that it was McKenna back to the Orioles to fill in for Hicks and not Kirstead or not Mayo, one of these guys who we feel like is ready? No, McKenna was the most predictable move of all time. And, and the reason is pretty simple. First of all, I don't see them calling up Kerstep before September, if they call him up at all. And the thing about it is, if you watch Kerstep, you know, I don't I don't watch Kerstep, but I watch the box scores. And you know where he's been playing a lot of lately? First, First base. base. First base. First base. Oh, okay. All right. Out. And yeah. now Hicks out. You need someone who can play center field. Yeah, Cole you need speed. In my opinion, Colton Cowser has not looked great at center field either. Um, and you and you saw him get pulled at the end of tonight's game in the ninth inning, and, and they brought in McKenna. Right. That kind of tells you how Hyde feels as well about Cowser being a center field. So he's there for defensive repl- uh, purposes only. I, 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 I would be surprised if McKenna ever starts a game. I imagine he's there just for a defensive replacement or if you need a center fielder for some reason. I, yeah, I think it's also because he's temporary. When Mullins comes back or Hicks comes back, you're sending him down. Right. If you brought yeah. up Kerstad or Mayo, you, you those kind of guys you're sending down. Once they're up, they're up. And so it's got to be a season injury or so you're out play, you're someone lost their spot to bring yeah, those no, guys. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. And so it's going to be interesting what the Orioles do. I mean, it's really, I mean, I think all of you mentioned kind of the media before. I think the media is watching Baltimore to see what are they going to do because you have all this talent AAA who's ready to go. You could trade from the major league. 
you know, roster and replace it with some of this AAA depth and then not miss a beat probably. Or you could do real, real conservative, which I think is the most likely outcome and that Elias might add kind of a reliever and try to get a good deal like right. he did for, uh, for Fuji. The other thing to watch out for in the trade deadline, just while we're talking about trades, Mike Elias did this with Cole Irvin. He likes, I mean, we lacked starting pitching. He likes starting pitchers, I think, with controlled years where you can yes. get them cheap. Um, so I wonder if, because we talked a lot about, about the guys who are on their, you know, Jordan Montgomery and uh, Marcus Stroman and other guys on their final year of their deals. You wonder if maybe there's a guy out there on a middling team who's, you know, still has three or four years of control if Michael Elias might po- pony up for that. But again, the argument against that is um, where does he pitch? Because Dean Kramer is coming off an excellent game. He's pitched really well lately. He's not – Kyle Gibson pitched really well tonight. Yes. He's a gamer. I don't know if you want to pull him on the starting rotation. So if it's not Dean Kramer and if it's not Kyle Gibson, then all of a sudden it's not Kyle Bradish. Absolutely not Kyle Bradish. Um, it, it, is it Tyler Wells because he had two bad starts, even though he's been one of your best starters all season? Um, or is it Grace Rodriguez? When he see, Grace Rodriguez seems to be getting it. He seems to be getting it. He's close to, to really uh, – so which of those five guys are you replacing for, for someone to come into? It's going to be an interesting – question something to watch for right and then you're seeing we did have uh today or yesterday we did have a dl hall appearance down at the gulf coast league of him actually throwing again yes he's alive so he yes. is alive he is still with the organization so yes. that makes things interested you still got john means where there's still talk of august september uh that's a and that talk has really turned into he's not going to be a starter he's going to be a bullpen guy so you can really see Michael Elias struggling on how to how to fill this roster, and yeah. it's, it's it's impressive. It's why when we watch games like th- we've had this week, where guys are getting knocked around and Mullins gets hurt and Hicks gets hurt a little, and Adley gets a bat on the glove tonight, and uh, Mateo gets spiked the other night. Every single time these things are happening, and the game pauses. Immediately, my thought is we've been so lucky injury-wise this year. When's it going to fall apart? And I know that's that's years of losing and that's years of bad luck. Um, I was we we jumped into we jumped into this. We're here. We are 15 minutes in. We ju- we do this every week where we're like, all right, we're going to slow build in, and we just immediately jump right in. Right. But like again, I was thinking this weekend about just a life of cheering for the Orioles. <laughs> without success and it's like i'm always looking for those potholes well so far this year we've been pretty good yeah it's interesting i was um i i went to the game uh we'll get maybe that to that i went to tampa went with my friend adam who's a phillies fan um unfortunately for him though props to adam kind of this is a neutral game for him orioles tampa he put on orioles hat i appreciate that that's Uh, that's a good move yeah, but um, I was trying to explain no, to him no, about. No. Yeah, go ahead. I um, let's say you went to a Phillies game. Yeah, and they're playing. I don't know. Um, whoever they're playing, the Braves. Yeah, sure. Well, Would the Braves put, is weird. How about the Pirates? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, the Pirates. Would you put on a Phillies hat? If if my friend invited me to go with him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put on a Phillies hat. I don't care. No, but here's why you want it. Why? You do not own a Phillies hat. Oh, sure. He actually wore my Orioles hat. 
Oh, okay. All right. There we go. Yeah, All right. Never mind. That that makes sense. I was going to call out his fandom for owning an Orioles hat. No, I had an extra Oriole hat in my car and I gave it to him and he wore it. Did you? Now, this, uh, we can, we'll get to a little bit that I didn't make it to this game. I right. was supposed to. Um, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, my question is yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that, but we'll do it in a moment. Um, I don't want to just squeeze it in right here. Did you, speaking of hats, did you take your ticket and go to the guest services to get your oh, free raised hat? No, I did. I saw your text Good. and Good. I meant to, and it was an intense game, and I completely forgot. Good. I was I was curious because I do not want a raise hat. Oh, but sure. I know the, yeah. But I know the kids would. Yeah. So yeah. The question is, would. my question is, what would you do with that free raise hat? Well, I would give it to Silas. Silas walked out of the stadium wearing a raise hat, actually. We got oh. a big a raised helmet. We got one of those big popcorns with, with oh. the team helmet. Fine, he, he fine. You caught me. The... You caught me. I have multiple of those in my house and and the cups. And okay, I yeah. have been seen walking around wearing that raised helmet. Yeah, the the popcorn helmet. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, uh, yes. and he had a lot of popcorn kernels in his hair when he took it off because he didn't even rinse yep. it out. But... I did the same thing. Uh, and it, backwards, like a catcher's hat, is even funnier to me for some reason with that popcorn helmet. But yes, yeah. I have two of those here. I'm sorry, I have a race hat. Okay, there, there you go. Um, shoot, what were you even talking about to get on this? I wanted to make a point. Uh, you went to the Tampa oh, game yeah, with Adam. Was, yeah, yeah, I went with Adam. That's where it started. And I was trying to explain to him about kind of the success of this team. And it does feel, to to your point, Josh, waiting for the potholes, this whole Orioles team has a different vibe to it because for I think for 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 two reasons first of all to me there's only two guys two guys in the entire roster who if they got hurt I'd be like crap we're screwed two guys that's it anyone else gets hurt oh we'll withstand it because we have so much depth yes it's silly so Um, it's Ryan (laughs) O'Hearn no we got another Ryan if Ryan O'Hearn gets hurt He's replaced by the other Ryan, and we right. don't miss a beat. Exactly. No, it's it's Adley. Yeah, it's Adley and Bautista. And Bautista, yeah. Yeah. Th- those um, guys are and you know what? Blows. No one else. Gunner, Gunner is starting to become one of those guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but the other thing that's different is this this team, you just watch what's going on at Norfolk and the lower le- levels, and it's so clear that there's going to be – this is not like a hurry up because Machado is going to be traded tomorrow. Hurry up because we're not going to pay these players. Hurry up. We only have a one-year or two-year window to win. Man, this window, it doesn't seem like it, it, it's going to close at any point. Um, if you go and look at what we have in the minors coming in, in a year and two years and three years. And so even if something crazy happens this year um, – and um and and we don't win the World Series. It would be, be shocking for me if we don't win the World Series at this point. But if even if disaster shocking. happens and we don't, it's <laughs> shocking. shocking. Josh, I got my 2023 World Series shirt on. I've been oh, wearing it for three years now, four four years now. Um, but but even if we don't, right, um, go far in the playoffs next year, there's every reason to believe we're gonna be right back here. And the year after that, and the year after that, and the well, year after that. Yeah. So it's just it's and and I haven't felt like that ever. And 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 so this is no. that that the window is not just one or two years, right? That we hurry, hurry up and do something. Right. And so that gives me less stress about the trade deadline. 
that gives me less stress about injuries. That gives me less, and it makes me just feel good about this whole organization. Um, and that's what I talked to Adam about, and that's how we got here to this conversation. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's nice. I mean, it's exciting that this team is just stacked, and like to see the power, the first power rankings come out after the All Star break, and the Braves are number one, and the Orioles are number two. Is exciting, and nobody predicted that except for us. We've Josh, the they mentioned on the for a long time. They mentioned on the broadcast, like uh, Ben McDonald and Brett Hollander were talking about what a big series against the Yankees c- coming up, and I'm like, oh, the, the Yankees no. are eight and a half out. It is a huge series for the Yankees to try to get back in it, right. and maybe it's, 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 it's fun for us to see if we can turn the Yankees into sellers by kicking their butt, but the, but like huge series. They, if they sweep us, they're still five games out. <laughs> right. What are we even talking about? Now, it's the well, Yankees, so it's always fun. But but this isn't like the Rays-Orioles series that we just saw last week. No, no, no. Last week was a huge series, and it was a statement series for the Orioles. They took three out of four from Tampa. That's a huge in, in, statement. In four highly contested, intense, yes. playoff-feeling yes. games. And and they were managed like they were playoff games. Exactly. By both by both people. Yes. Their fairbanks, their closure pitched in three of the four games as well. Yep. So no, that was intense baseball. Um, this weekend with the Yankees, it's important for the Yankees. It's oh, fun it's for, the for the Orioles. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the Orioles, right. we've got a few things to look at. One as fan base to come home in in first place on the uh and to see how this fan react, base reacts as far as packing the yard this weekend. In a series, the end of July, with Yankees in town, that would normally be 70% Yankee fans in the stadium. It's a statement chance for the fans to show that we're back. But yeah. I mean, this team, is a, a weekend classic. I don't know why they always schedule weekends series for the Yankees. because that's what You know why? Them. You know why? It's money. Ticket it's sales. money. It's money, so the Yankee fans will come down. They go for come for the whole weekend. They book the hotels, eat at our right. restaurants. We have a chance. Chant in our stadium. We have a chance to this weekend, at the very end of July, to end the Yankees season. The Yankees have done that to us so many times. And we have the opportunity to do that. So that's fun for the Orioles. Packing the yard is fun for the Orioles. None of this is crucial for the Orioles. It's all a fun way to cap off July, which you and I have been saying back in June, July would be tough. Two weeks ago, we went through the teams we were facing, and we said these are tough teams. And the Orioles have proven that they can beat tough teams. We're still lined up every time we place these teams. The other teams are favored. Because it's based on stats before the season started or whatever, however they do it. But the Raven, uh, the or the Orioles have proven that it's okay to be underdogs, that they can still win these games. I would like to see the Orioles score a few more runs. I'm getting a little stressed of tie games, and and th- and being on the edge of my seat in the ninth. I'd like this to relax for a couple of days. So maybe we can do that. That would be good for fan base if we could really just spank the Yanks. But yeah, uh, I was just. I was looking. I was trying to look back at the at the Orioles' wins to see the last time. You know, save situations, three runs. The last time they won, where they had more by more than three runs in the ninth. And you got to go back before the All Star break, 
to July 9th for the last time they won more than three runs. Um, after the All-Star break, they beat Miami by three runs, then by one run, then by one run. Then they beat the Dodgers by three runs, then Tampa Bay by one run, then one run, then two runs. Then, of course, yesterday beat the Phillies by one run. So it's like um, you love this bullpen and you love what yeah. they've done, but you also like <laughs> you, you get a little nervous when every single game is and, a one or two score game. Oh, yeah. What are we doing here? And we know that this offense can put up more than three runs. Right, right, right. And, 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 and that's the point that the games are so close. Mostly because we need the offense to, to put up so free runs. Our starting pitch has been great. Our bullpen has been holding it down. Um, but the offense, you look at a lot of these games, they're we're scoring, you know, three and four and five runs. Right. And we, how about a laugher in there? Can, can, can we drop double digits every now and then? Right. And I'd like, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to do it tomorrow, but then we get uh, Thursday off. So if you want to do that against the Yankees, that's always fun. Yankees at home, let's get that, let's get uh, the birdbath splash in and. Score all the runs then. I'm cool with that as well. Yeah, agreed. Hey, uh, why uh, why is tomorrow's game at six o'clock? Like all these games were six forty, and then tomorrow it's six o five. Is it is it really that getaway game? I don't right. Know. So so you give the Orioles thirty minutes. Oh, we'll start at thirty minutes earlier. I don't get it. Yeah, sometimes you have those afternoon Wednesday games for getaway games, but yeah, right, like a three o'clock makes sense. I'm okay with. I just yeah. was confused by the by the thirty five minute time change. Yeah, especially because I was just looking at the, the schedule. They both have off days on Thursday, right? So it's not like they need to hurry up and get somewhere else. Yeah, it's it's just a strange. It's just one of the strange scheduling things that happens every now and then. Yeah. So, but um, <clears throat> so I was saying that I didn't make it to Tampa this weekend. I had tickets for Friday and for Saturday. Uh, thankfully, I was able to sell them all. My uh, father-in-law passed away on Friday, as you know, Matt, and we've talked a mm-hmm. few times. And um, so I had to go up to this small town in Georgia to deal with that. I'm very and I'll unexpectedly, you, right? Yeah, you know, completely unexpectedly. Yeah. And when I got up there, he didn't have any plans made. And what it taught me is how cool small towns are in America. So we went to this tiny town in Georgia. Matt, you live in Macon. We've talked about that, which is another small town in Georgia. And I don't know if you get a little bit of this or if because you're outsiders there, you haven't fallen into this yet. But I was amazed, like, how everyone knows each other. Everyone knows what's going on. Like, I went in there having to, like, help with all these funeral plans. And I don't know how I would have done it if it wasn't like you go to the the pastor already knows everyone and what's going on. The funeral director already knows everyone and what's going on. And they all work it out behind the scenes and they're all talking to each other and people show up to clean the house and people show up with food and all this like small. It gave me such an appreciation for small towns, which and I've never not, seen before. And it's not the type of vibe being, where everyone knows everybody else because of what they post on Facebook <laughs> because everyone else right, people's right. like it's real not, interactions. Real, real interactions. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was all real interactions and like people showing yeah. up at the door and stuff. And I know. I know sometimes it's like, oh, well, it's just because it's a funeral or whatever. But no, it's like this is a small town and this is how they all react. It was really like that. my takeaway on that. I had two takeaways. One was small town. America is really cool and nothing we got to nothing. I don't even know if anything like that exists up north, um, but it's nothing that we grew up around. And it was cool to see that. And then the, my other takeaway was uh that everyone should have their death plans and funeral yeah, plans seriously. or whatever, because yeah. 
you don't want to leave that on other people. It's no fun. So I, I can't imagine. Um, so I, I did end up t- texting my mom and dad and be like, make sure you get all your stuff squared away because I don't want to go through this with you. Were, were there other people, other brothers and sisters or or uh, aunts or uncles who were also involved in these decisions? I mean, it was me and my wife and her mother. So my right. mother-in-law. Sure. That's it. That is it. All right. And, and you know, they're a little – and I, so I have to be the strong one that can – Right, because they're just dealing with grief. Yeah, right, because they're dealing with grief, and you're trying to make plans and think about what the person would want, and also be considerate of other people coming from out of town and all this and all that, and it's no fun. But it was, it was a really wearing weekend. Like I'm worn out from it, but it was just it. The small town, this thing, all kind of lifted me up, and was cool to see family and stuff that. I haven't been part of this family for that long. Yeah. Uh, I've been married a little over a year, but it was cool to see this family come together and stuff. So all positives ended up being a great celebration of Tom's life. So it was cool. Uh, I'm sorry you had to deal with that, but um, I'm glad. No, I I would have much rather been in Tampa with you. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, at the Tampa Bay, at the Tampa Bay game, I got to shame some people because, you know, some people were asking where you were and they were kind of ragging on you. What Josh kind of set this up. Then Josh doesn't come. It's like, yeah, what a jerk. And then I told them why. And then they felt, yeah, because I it. didn't, I did not. <laughs> oh, did you run into some 336ers or something? Well, no, this is just, um, particularly the, who you sold, told the tickets to. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I did not. I told people, I think I posted on, hey, I'm not going to be there, but I did not go Fred's into nephew, why. I forget his name. Tony. Yeah, Tony. Tony. Tony bought my tickets for Saturday. He says hi. Yeah. So I had, all, I'll tell you, I had some awesome seats for Friday night. Now, Friday night ended up being a tough loss for the Orioles and not many runs scored. Hey, we had great seats so too. I had, I had row one for the right field, outfield, like right up on the fence. I thought that was going to be a lot of fun. And then, oh yeah, I remember um, on Friday I was watching a home run. I forget who hit it. A home run went right in the first row in, in right yeah. field too. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where my seats were going to be. So that was unfortunate. Um, but hey, I would have much rather been in Tampa shooting mass and promos with you. <laughs> we were out there. We were. Uh, if you go right by the uh, team store, they have like a little field on on the concrete on the um, the floor there, like a first base, like an infield. And and so not, nothing like Philly. Do you see the one in Philadelphia today? Oh oh yeah. Well, I remember talking to Bird about it. I didn't see it here, but I remember talking to Bird about it. That they have the whole like legit field out there. But but this is just you know, indoor stadium on the floor, yeah. a first base, third base, second base, home plate, whatever. And and so there was a um an an, an older couple out there playing with with the kid, and Sass wanted to play, so he got up and this. I see older lady. I don't know how old she is. This, this this lady was offering to throw pitches, make believe pitches to Silas. And he was running, um, and running around. And then um, a guy with a camera from Masson came and said, "Hey, can, can we shoot you? And then you know, do can we, can we do a promo with this?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it." And then the camera guy says, "Hey, to the pitcher who's this nice older lady, can you get out of the way? Um, because she had a Tampa Bay Rays hat and he wanted all Orioles." And okay. She didn't take kindly to that, but she got out of the way. Right. Um, had a couple comments for the cameraman. It's all right. Um, and so and so I went out to the pitcher and uh pitcher's mound and we and we shot it. And then I'm glad, you know, I just threw my imaginary pitch and 
Yeah, he ran he around the bases. bases. I picked him up. Real, um, uh, was it? I think Kevin Brown did the play-by-play. Him running around the bases. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Like, all right. Oh, I didn't That's, know that. Hold on, hold on. Finish your story, and then I want to talk about this. Oh, I didn't on. know it was mentioned at all by the yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah. Yeah, go um, on. That's cool. But and then <laughs> afterwards, this makes me laugh. So afterwards, like the the we were supposed to say like go O's or whatever. <laughs> oh, I've been um, there. And si- and and so he like zooms in on Silas, and like he's mouthing like go O's, and I'm saying like Silas, <laughs> and so, you know Silas, he's so quiet. He just gets this awkward stare and just stares right at the camera. This must have gone on for like four or five seconds. And then I jump in there with the with the go-os. Um, and then he just kind of stares the whole time. And thankfully, they, they cut that out because that was the most awkward 10 seconds of television ever. But bless yeah. your heart, cameraman, for cutting that last 10, 10 seconds out. So, yeah, I, so that I, was my, my experience. I, yeah, so I've been, I've been in Tampa where the cameraman has came up to me and said, all right, give me a good let's go O's. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that. I was at a work conference about a month ago, and th- we've been so crazy on Orioles. We haven't talked about any work stuff or any right. life life stuff, I mean. And they were doing a promo for this conference video, and it wasn't Let's Go. Maybe it was Let's Roll. It might have been Let's Roll. It was something like that where they wanted video of everyone saying, yelling, let's roll into the camera. Yeah. And so it, it came to my turn, and I just did it, and I was like, I was like, I told Kelly, I said, my goal was to do it good enough that they wouldn't tell me to redo it, but bad enough that it wouldn't make it into the video. Mm. And I succeeded. I succeeded. They didn't tell me to do it a second time, and I was not in the video. So I was happy about that. Yeah. It's those moments like that where like <laughs> like, like forced excitement. Burt Rohde would do a lot better at this than, than, than I would. Right. No, it's in not all those situations. I always think of Burt because he, he's so good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, all right. So, has. But yeah, anyone, would, uh, to, to, right. to tell me, I have to find some tape of this or something. So, how, I tried, how can I access this? I'm all not... right. So, I tried to go in and find the tape, and I, I know when it happened. So, I went to the replay on the MLB app, and unfortunately, they start the inning right as you're picking Silas up. So, it missed it. Missed it. Oh, yeah, okay. right at the end uh, on the replay. Yeah, they but, shorten these commercials. No, as they're coming back. It, like yeah, Kevin Brown's given the uh, given it around the circles, and uh, Ben McDonald says, "Touch them all, big man." Oh, I gotta find that yeah. video. That's great. I I need someone to send the video. I looked for it. The only video I have is our sister sent a video, right? And not, she is talking through the entire thing. Yeah, I didn't hear anything from the announcers. Yeah, and it's like I, from I heard, far away. I heard not right. I turned the volume up really loud and focused in order to hear. So we, we well, I texted you that was coming. Yeah, but I was not available at the time. Okay. So yeah, I didn't see it. Not. Or no, I think you texted me. I just shot the most awkward mass in promo. <laughs> and I got that. But then I got I my weekend was a blur. And that was and my promo, it was and, so awkward. I, I didn't know if they were gonna show it just because the M was so awkward. But right, right. Because I know what I said, let's go O's at Masson. They didn't use it, thankfully. Right. So um but Awesome showing by Oriole fans in Tampa. This oh my! Well. Oh and my! We're, and we're it seeing that great. in Philly as well. Yeah, O's fans travel. That's that's really yeah. cool in Philly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where there's lot, more O's fans in Phillies or in yeah, Philadelphia. Well, now, or, a lot of Oriole fans. Easy road trip, right? A lot of Oriole fans are in Florida. Right. So, like, the, you were sitting with a group of people from Tampa and the surrounding areas. Um, <laughs> but. 
Yeah, Oriole fans yeah, are traveling. Oh, and it goes was always fans, yeah. Yes, which is cool. Which Except goes right back to <laughs> which right, which goes back to what we've always said on this podcast. Winning brings the fans back. Yeah. All those excuses of like late nights, school, crime, uh money, food, all this stuff doesn't matter if you win baseball games. Yeah. And a couple of things about the stadium. I went there. Yeah, I was going to ask you, was this your first time in Tampa? No, I, I was there maybe a long time ago, maybe 10 years ago. Last uh, time did, I went to, to to Disney World, which must have been about 10 okay. years ago. That might have been before they made the changes where they got rid of a bunch of seats and stuff. Well, yeah, and I sat in the upper section, and now the upper section was closed off. Like, yes. No one was sitting yeah, the upper, there. Yeah, the upper section shut down. Um, They'll open up the outfield upper deck once in a while. And I remember last time I went, it was like senior night or something. So... But it felt like senior night again. There was just a lot of a lot of older Tampa Bay fans, yeah, right? Um, but no, I thought I was actually I was expecting. I kind of told Silas, you know, this is not one of the nicer MLB stadiums. Um, but I actually kind of liked it. I liked the indoor vibes. It um, certainly it, it made it help that the Orioles played well and that I was surrounded by right. Oriole fans, so it was a good atmosphere. Now, it's a crappy stadium, but to be in the air conditioning in Florida is nice. Yeah, and the team store was nice, and like petting, you could go up and touch the rays, and size love that. Yeah. Did um, you try to order a Tropicana? I don't know what that means. Well, you know, it's Tropicana Park. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did you try yeah, to order no. one? No, but no, they did that, have because they only serve Minute Maid. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah, you can't order oh, it. Um, but but they did have more food varieties and probably twice as many food varieties as Camden I, Yards. I mean, they had a lot of food variety. All right. That's my biggest gripe with Camden Yards is the food variety. Every stadium I go to has more and better food than Camden Yards. Yeah. But can, can, I mean, all that food variety and I got popcorn, so whatever. The, 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 the one thing that did, Josh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. This is a personal thing with me. Okay. So the orders are playing well. Okay. We are standing up. The people behind me are irritated with me because I'm standing up so much. Yeah, but who cares? You're with um, all the Oriole fans. You're good. right, but we're, yeah, we're, we're we're feeling a vibe here, and I'm not I'm not going to be shamed into sitting down at a key part of a game. I'm not going to do. It. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stand up. Nope, I agree. Um, um, though it makes you like because these are like older people. I, I understand why they don't want to stand up, um, and they can't see the game. But but the thing that oh I cringe at is so, and I shouldn't cringe at this, but I couldn't participate. The chance, let's go O's. We had some strong let's go O's chance going on. Okay. And I know I should participate this, and I think it's right and, and appropriate Why? to chant let's go O's. Why couldn't you? Josh, because I've had so many experiences being so mad at Yankee fans, yeah, Red Sox fans <laughs> yeah. coming into our stadium. And it just made me so irate when they got the let's go Yankees chance going on. I know. That I, I didn't that. like to be that obnoxious fan who but, I hated for so many years. I, I think it's okay but, to chant, let's go. O's. I just couldn't do it. But I think there's a difference in chanting, let's go O's in a almost playoff like atmosphere versus let's go Yankees. When you've the Orioles are in last place and you've been crushing them constantly. Yeah. I mean, and it, hey, listen, if we were at Yankee stadium, I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. That's all in Tampa and some no. old people sitting behind me. Right. If you're <laughs> trying they were to nice do, and I chatted with them, I liked them and they were nice. Right. If you're trying to do like a stupid roll call or something, yeah, go home. If you're cheering, let's go O's. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. I, and again, it's okay. I just, I, I, I just was bringing up all these bad memories yeah, and recent memories of when the Dodgers it's, were out, yeah. out shouting the Oriole fans. At the it's last very season. rare that we get to be on the other side. Yeah, that's. 
that's the first time I can recall. And I don't, again, I'm new to this traveling to other games. True. I mean, there was no left yeah. to always chant at the Braves game. No, and that's, so this is a relatively I mean, new experience. Let's be real. That's the, of any road game you've gone to, that's the biggest road game you've ever gone to. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a playoff style that's, atmosphere. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's true. And, and to be in a section surrounded by O's fans at an away game, too, has just never yes. happened to me. Just true. never had that opportunity before. True. But, well, that's cool. Uh, um, was Saturday when Gunner crushed that home run? The hit the catwalk, or was that Sunday? That was Sunday. All right, so you missed that one. Yes, I listened to that one on the radio driving right. home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was just impressive gunner power. Yeah. And really, uh, gives hopes for the future of that of that kid. The other really cool thing, one other cool thing about the stadium, which I just liked. I don't know if I sent you a picture of this or not. I don't remember, but they have no. a um, a little section, a little section dedicated to game one sixty two. When the Orioles beat the Red Sox, oh, I don't know. I did not see that there. Yeah, and then, um, uh, and then of course Tampa Bay won. Kind of minutes later, and it right. does like a little timeline of the Orioles winning and of them winning. Um, it's pretty okay. cool, um, right? Hey, unfortunately, where, I'll where we picture, Unfortunately, right. all my pictures now because my camera phone is so terrible, all blurry. You can't see anything. It's just terrible. <laughs> Need a new phone. Yeah, probably you. You probably do. Yeah, um, but no. Um, yeah, and so other than that, it was Silas had a great time um, with my friend Adam. We had a lot of fun um, and just a great, yeah, great atmosphere. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was, yeah, it was, it was, great. It was great. Yeah, and uh, Robbie just mentioned about Gunner getting yanked today without an update. They did give a little update that it was uh, so much back. back. Yeah, yeah. Like sore back. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Yeah, you saw him on that uh, close back and made it first where he kind of right. um looked like he did and maybe that and, impacted his his back too. Um this is kind of the dog days of July too. So I think at I this think point he, you have a lot of people kind of nicked up and um add right. Gunner to the list of kind of nicked up players now, maybe. Yeah, and I think you'd we'd go back to how we started this show. Tonight's loss wasn't a big loss. It's no. okay. It's okay. It's fine. All right. All right. This game 162 plaque thing is pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish base, I mean, I guess baseball still has that opportunity, but the, to create that magic was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And listen, we, we remember it. And I think there was other, it's weird going to like a Hall of Fame of the Rays because there's, they don't have a right. large history. So they got like Carl Crawford. And they got and Wade Boggs, even though Wade Boggs, I think, is remembered is not remembered most as a Tampa Bay Ray. I think Don Zimmerman is the other guy. So they they have a limited history, but it's still right. cool. I think I think it's cool when when stadiums recognize history, even recent history. I really like that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, Atlanta did that is awesome how they do that as well. But uh, no, I just and I think it's it's shows us the state of our fandom that we celebrate game 162 which was just the end of our season it didn't get us in the playoffs or anything yeah it was just the end yeah it's just we, but, but we, we, were we were able to knock the Boston out. we were there we were celebrating we were celebrating as if we just won the world series yeah well you, you got to celebrate it was a little glimpse. celebrate exactly Ce- celebrating the spoiler but but we're not the spoiler anymore no well we can spoil the yankees chances maybe a little bit of that yeah 
So we got a week late with the trade deadline, but I don't even feel like like we talked about at the top. The Orioles will do something, but who knows? I can I can we can argue both sides. Yeah, I think they'll be conservative. I think maybe at a bullpen arm, um, it's going to be. I mean, this is an interest. I mean, the Orioles, what they do in the next week, I don't, I don't think is going to have a, a big impact on on what they do at the trade deadline. But for other teams, like this is a. I mean, you have a lot. I feel like you have a lot of more, more, more than last week. I feel like sometimes for some reason this week, you just got so many bubble teams. I mean, the Yankees. I mean, I guess they're the Yankees, so they they will always be buyers. But 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 they're sitting right now. There's no reason out of the division. Buy. Yeah, they're not buying. I, I think they will, but I mean, if 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 we can sweep them, or we can even take a couple games from them. It's going to make the decision even harder for them. I mean, Boston, Toronto, Tampa. I expect all of them to be buyers. Right. I expect our whole division to be buyers. Well, and all this and all this Otani talk, but the Angels have won two straight. Straight, they've got a week, a week schedule this week. That seems like way too much week to make sense, but their schedule is weak right now, and they're only four games out of the wild card. So why would they suddenly be sellers? Yeah, they've won seven in the last ten. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them selling. I don't see Otani being sold. I said that no, before. I, I don't I'll see Otani being sold either, um, or traded. Um, no, everybody. I think. Happen. I think all these national reporters want Otani traded because it's a big story. But I don't think he goes anywhere. They're too okay. close. They're hanging in there. Yeah, I don't think so either. And the other bubble team is Seattle. I think the Seattle will be buyers, but it'd be interesting to see what, what they. I don't know. Week. We go. Yeah, we go there in like two weeks. So, yeah. so we go after the trade deadline. So. It'll be interesting if they're buyers or sellers because we're going in and dealing with either a team that's pushing and fighting or a team that's giving up. Yeah. Um, and then the other teams that are kind of curious to watch what they did last week is the Mets and the Yankees are playing right now. And the Mets are in kind of must-win mode before yeah. they blow it up. And maybe it won't matter. Maybe, maybe they'll still trade because no, it's um, they're sitting 18 and, a, 18 and a half games behind Braves, which is wild. Yeah. No, that's a series to see who's the bigger embarrassment in New York. Yeah, the bigger disappointment is because they're both not where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So just it's interesting to watch. I think everyone, like I said, I think everyone at least will be buyers. Um, but you kind of root for these teams to lose because the more sellers there are, the less buyers, and maybe <laughs> the cost for some of these trade acquisitions go down if there's less people competing and more people selling. Unless people are buying kind of the old supply and demand here. Right. I kind of root for people to sell as opposed to to buy. So I'm kind of rooting for all these bubble teams to lose games this past week to convince them to to to, to sell off. Um yeah. yeah. By the way, Joey Ortiz went four for four tonight. He's got he's currently batting three forty eight in triple A. Yeah. Like he's too good for triple A. I know. Like he needs to be up here. But I don't yeah. know how you get him on this team if you insist on Mateo being here. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, just look at the box store any night, and you'll see Norby with a couple hits. You'll see Kerstet with a couple hits. You'll see Mayo with a couple hits. You'll see Stowers with a couple hits. You'll even see my boy Prado, who I really like, with a couple hits. Like th- th- That whole lineup is stacked, and we've already called up their best players. <laughs> <laughs> We've already caught up the best players here, and they're and they're and they're still stacked. So it's just silly what they're doing, and and yeah, and you know it's interesting too when we talk about trades. 
if you were to ask me at the beginning of the season what prospect I would like to see traded or, or what prospect I thought was most likely to be traded, I think my answer was Jordan Westberg. You just look at our infield depth. Yeah. He's a righty. Yeah, Jordan Westberg. Now, having watched Jordan Westberg, like, here's the thing. Now you lock like scores him. and yeah. then watching guys in action. Yeah. Like Jordan, and Jordan Westberg did not have a great game today. He struggled offensively. Right. Had a nice diving um, catch um, in foul territory. But, you know, I don't know if it's the uh, the no undershirt or the fact that he just hits a lot of balls hard. He just seems like a – or the fact that he doesn't smile. I just really like <laughs> the fact that he doesn't how smile. Jordan like Westbrook that. looks. Like I just – I like – like it gives me I a like good feel. Yeah, I feel like like this is the kind of guy I want in these crew situations, clutch moments. I, I just he, – he gives me a good feeling. Um, I, I didn't feel that way with, with some of these other guys. Uh, I really like Jordan Westbrook. And now I'm like, um, I saw the Athletic came out with an article saying the most yeah. likely to be traded for each team, and Jordan Westbrook was the guy for our team. Well, I don't see it, it happening. It was, no, it was weird. It was more like, but the way they worded it was the biggest like prospect people are going to be calling about. And right. I think it's because no one's going to call and ask for Adley or Gunner. They're trying to pick that who's someone the Orioles could get rid of, might get rid of, might consider. And I think Westbrook. Right. It's an honor to be on that list. You mean other yeah, teams would want him? Well, and that's why I said he might be like most likely at the beginning of the season, just because of of that and kind of the positional depth and the kind of third base, second base spots where we have a lot of guys coming, like Ortiz and Norby, um, even Mayo if you want to throw him in that list. So it, it, it makes sense. But again, after seeing him play here, I, I, I don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade him. Trade me someone. And when they trade, I almost prefer either trade someone who's been here for a while and we're kind of done with like a Mateo, or trade a prospect who I haven't seen in person yet. So I feel less bad about it. And I've seen Kirstet and Mayo in person, by the way, and I'm in love with both those players. So so trade me a guy who I haven't really seen in person, like a Norby. Because I'm sure I'll fall in love with Norby if I get to see him play every day, but I haven't seen him play every day now. So I feel like, ah, you can deal him now. I haven't seen him play every day. Do, do you think Gunnar Henderson's lower back discomfort and Mateo coming in and – uh, making an error to uh, lose the game. Do you think that makes room for Ortiz? Was that was that last play marked as an error on Mateo? I, well, it wasn't an error, but it was a play that he should have gotten out. Okay. Do you think that pushes, all right, let's get Mateo, send Mateo back down and bring up Ortiz? Are we at the point that we're okay with DFA and Morte- uh, Mateo? Yeah, I, I think that means someone's going to pick him up. If you DFA him, someone's grabbing him. Yeah, what do we lose if By we trade Mateo? Yeah, if we replace Ortiz with Mateo, Mateo hasn't shown any reason to have any trade value. No, um, he will be picked up if we DFA him. I'm pretty confident a team will pick him up and put him at at the there's a shortstop every day, hoping to recapture the April that he had for us. I'm pretty confident someone will want him. I don't know if someone's willing right. to give up anything more than maybe cash considerations. No, it's going to be like a cash, cash considerations kind of guy. Correct. But, yeah. w- w- but what you lose is you lose a, the speed. You yeah. also lose. I, I think Ortiz but, is good enough to defensively. Why? You don't really lose anything defensively. Why was yeah, he on first base with one out and not stealing second tonight? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's banged up from that, getting spiked the other night. Right. Which then, well, then if he cannot steal second place in that position, what's he doing on this team? Well, 
uh, maybe with a day of rest, he can steal that second base. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, Again, I don't know. It's all right. We can't win them all. It's not a. It's not a loss that really hurts. Yeah, but but the other thing you lose, I think, with Mateo, and the only reason you might not want to do that is you lose kind of the ceiling of Mateo, the potential that if you can just unlock the April Mateo, you could have something kind of amazing and special and spectacular or something you can trade um, for a really nice return. But I think now, since we're only using him once or twice a week, right, he's not going to have the opportunity to recapture that because he's not going to play enough. Nope. And so, I mean, the only thing I can think of, Josh, is that Ortiz is playing so well at AAA – you don't want to mess that up because if another team wants to trade for him, you want him playing his best. And maybe if you could call him up, he won't play every day and maybe he'll struggle a little bit. So I let, think, let, let him just rake in Norfolk and then field the trade calls. And if you don't trade him because the right deal is not there, then you make the move and call him up. Um, I think the Orioles could make some moves after the trade deadline, like setting down a, a – a, yeah. A Mateo, maybe some moves in the bullpen, even if they don't make moves to the trade deadline, just because, okay, we're done with the, we're ready to move on and kind of finalize and, and get set for this playoff push. I think if, I think if Gunner needs a day or two off with this lower back strain, you're bringing Ortiz up right away. And I think you could see Ortiz up tomorrow uh, for that. I don't see it happening unless Gunner goes to the IL. I don't see it happening. You don't see it coming up and sending Mateo down. You think they're going to hold Mateo through the trade deadline? I think so, yeah. So, And then I think the trade deadline, they'll, they'll do something. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I just don't I just don't see what holding on to Mateo gets you. I, the only thing is they must think at this point, because of the experience that Mateo has in the MLB, you like him better than Ortiz. Because that's what it is, right? It's a question of Ortiz or Mateo. Right, and like it, it would be, that. yeah, and I guess it would be like you were saying, Ortiz is playing so well at AAA, but then it's a gamble. It's a gamble of you're trying to showcase how well he plays at AAA, and you don't want to bring him up because, oh, if he struggles his in the majors, his value goes down, but he couldn't come out and be a star that you've then lost for having him down there when because you wanted to hold on to Mateo too long. Yeah, it's true. Like Elias might be looking at those numbers, and Elias might be thinking two things. He might be thinking, hey, oh man, like I could get a really good addition for Ortiz. Yes. But he also might be thinking of that to your very point, Josh. Wait a minute now. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe maybe Ortiz is part of this future. Like maybe right. like which is why I should have tempted because he's too good. Right. Which is why if I was Elias, I would pull Ortiz up tomorrow and say, I need to see Ortiz in the majors for a week. Well, because- we saw Ortiz in the majors for a week, right? We, we are, I mean, this is Ortiz is not a guy. I mean, Ortiz has been here for but a cup of coffee. Yeah. It was mixed look- reviews. He looked, um, he looked really good defensively. Offensively, right. he looked meh. Right. But I know. He's been but in I, fuego since he went down to uh, exactly. And I, and I feel like you bring him back up here because I can always. When trading him, I can always point out the the AAA numbers and say it's going to click in the majors. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm also getting tired of Mateo, which is hilarious, considering that I think if we go back through our predictions at the beginning of the season, I think I predicted Mateo to have a huge year, and he had such a huge April. 
that it's hilarious where we are with Mateo now as a fan base, that we're all just worn on him. Yeah. Hey, um, one game in the playoffs, uh, uh, game seven in the playoffs, are you playing Ryan O'Hearn or Ryan Mackhouse at first base? Is it dependent uh, on lefty-righty situation? You, is it a platoon situation? Who you I going playing, you need, if you need him? I am playing Ryan Mountcastle at first base and Ryan O'Hearn can DH. Okay. So, well, I, I think our no, I, I would, field includes Santander at DH. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I would go with Mountcastle. O'Hearn is getting some unbelievable hits and everything. But when Mountcastle's on fire and he seems to be coming back after all that vertigo, I mean, that bat crushes. So no, I'm still a, a great, I mean, even his singles today, he just swings so hard. Yeah, the even ball his singles off are, the bat. are fly off the bat. Yeah, yeah, hit hard. Um, had a good game, good patient eye today, too. Good to see I, but, chasing pitches. But I've come around. I do not, I will not hate on O'Hearn. Anymore. You're not going to hate on O'Hearn anymore. I'm not going to hate on O'Hearn. Yeah, he's been a great addition. May, maybe our best addition. Yeah, our best addition. I think that's we haven't made that many additions, so I think that's um, it's right. It's Ham or, 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 or Gibby. O'Hearn, as as our best additions. Gibby Hicks. Um, I don't put Hicks up there. Frazier, Frazier, my I'd put Frazier up there. Mm, I want to. I think O'Hearn's had a much better year than Frazier. Maybe. Maybe See, that's, that's, still O'Hearn that. that's still O'Hearn hate. That's still O'Hearn hate. If you're hate. equating Frazier season to O'Hearn's right. season, that's all still right, hate. Fine. Then I'm going to go with McCann as the best addition we did this offseason. Okay. okay. That's I still, that's strong O'Hearn hate. <laughs> that's all I hear. It's not about. O'Hearn hate. I'm just not going to put O'Hearn at the top yet, but I'm not going to hate him anymore. All right. Fine. Don't. So. All right. Anything else to touch on before we get out of here? I um, believe that covers it. I'm moving, so I'm podcasting from the bedroom now, probably for the next couple of weeks, but we can talk about that later. Um, I don't know. I'd have to go through notes. I started making notes of like uh, non-baseball things I want to I want to talk about because we've been dragging in and talking for baseball for like an hour every episode where I was like, there's some non-baseball stuff that I want to start talking about, and we just can't fit it into a game, into a show. No, it's too it's too much stuff, too much good stuff to get to with this Orioles season. No. Like my bank account got hacked last week. I could have gone on for 20 minutes on that. Oh, really? Some, some thieves took $2,000 out of my bank account, and I don't have it back yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was my worst news on of the week on Thursday. So, until like a credit Friday. card or your actual bank account? No, my debit card. My oh, debit, debit card. card. Yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, I will be switching banks. Right after That's we harder move. to get back than credit cards. Yeah, I don't know if it is. Yeah, I guess I don't I know. Think just, I think it's just more paperwork and more. Uh, yeah, more I don't, it's just ten days. They say that ten days they will follow up with me. Okay, so, I just signed up for identity theft protection. I always thought that's a scam. So if you're trying to steal my identity, you should have you should have done it last month because now I'm fully protected. <laughs> Did you pay for that? No. Um, Okay. Mercer, Mercer's system got hacked and all oh, okay. of our identities are put in jeopardy. So they got everybody uh, a, a year free of identity theft protection. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I got, 
maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have to do an episode sometime where we're like, hey guys, we're gonna talk about baseball next week. We got some stuff to catch up on. Yeah. So uh I mean I'm yeah, I'm moving in two weeks and we haven't talked about it yet. And it's been a little crazy. So two weeks is is the move. Okay. Well, August eleventh. So just okay. over two weeks. Okay. So we'll talk about it later and everything. Yeah. But yeah. It's just, it's so much, it's so special that we get to talk Orioles and be excited talking Orioles every week for an hour. Yeah, there's, there's not a, yeah, there's not a, especially no. now with the deadline too, is there's just so much to get to. And no, then, we didn't even talk about Fuji today because we did a well, whole I mentioned in the beginning, talking. I mentioned in the beginning how good Fuji right. looked. Right. But in um, the past, like uh, the Orioles making a trade for some random guy. It would be a big part of our show. And now we have to do bonus shows so we can really get into it. So it's just, it's an awesome time to be an Orioles fan. Um, yeah. Awesome. The- it, would, it would also be a great time for people to go over and give us a review over on iTunes or join our Discord or any of that stuff. Show support. Yeah. Support the show for a jump on the bandwagon. We're still accepting all bandwagon jumpers. Um, I haven't yeah. checked. We, I, we talked, was it a week ago that we talked about the disrespectful number? That Fangraphs had for the yes. um, just a week yes. ago, that was we a week talked ago. about it was like fourteen percent or something, right? For the uh, to to win the division and how disrespectful that was. How about now that we're game and a half up? Yeah, have you looked it up? Where's it at? Uh, I've not looked it up. I've not looked it up. I can look it up real quick if you want, but yeah. yeah. So right now the Orioles are projected. To win oh, the division, thirty-one point nine percent. Yeah, up from whatever it was a week ago. Yeah, at like fourteen, which is a huge jump, seventeen percentage points in in a freaking week is an amazing jump. Right, but we still, are, we're at thirty-one. The Rays are at fifty. Right, we are at eighty-eight percent to make the playoffs. Though that's really cool. Yeah, what's cooler, that or that the Yankees are only at thirty-two percent? Well, here's the problem. It's disrespectful. The fact that the Yankees are at 32% is disrespectful. The fact that the Red Sox are at 27% is disrespectful because the Orioles years ago in this position with those same records in last place would be 0.02%. Yeah. What's also disrespectful, if you look at the World Series odds, where we're 3.6 and Yankees are 2.2. I tell you, to win the World Series. Yeah. And the Blue Jays are 5.4. Who are and the Blue Jays, us. yeah, have a higher percent chance of winning the World Series. That's disrespectful, too. A lot of disrespectful. And the and the and I think the Rays at 11.4 are pretty high. So, um, yeah. yeah, because all because those they sneak right us. now. Yeah. They sneak right now, and they have – they double the next highest person in the American League, the next highest team in the American League to win the World Series. Right. No, you're right. Disrespectful. So, hey, uh People should go over to Birdland Sports because of me moving. I'm trying to uh, ship out a bunch of shirts that I've already mm. got printed out. So I've got a Clear bunch of shirts inventory. on sale for $5, including the 2023 shirts. So Ooh. some shirts that I will no longer sell because of Major League Baseball, like that shirt, is now up for $5. Well, you I might not sell out 2023 after this year anyway because it will no longer be 2023. Yeah, but I need to make a new one because I'm not allowed to use the World Series. So uh, maybe world title? Who knows? We'll see. Got to yeah. figure something out. Super Bowl? No, you probably can't use that one either. No, no, no. I know I can't <laughs> use that one. Super Bowl? Maybe. 
So, yeah, so check that out. Uh, go on over Can you there. just change There's... the last S in World Series to a five? Or what's the thing where you switch some words, letters around? What if I put a Z on it? World Series? I don't know. Uh, maybe we can figure something out like that. Whatever, whatever the fan base wants. I also have a new shirt, Ben McDonald inspired. That'll be coming out in a few days. Oh, nice. Maybe even tomorrow. We'll see. Nice. All right, cool. Yeah, so check out. You can, of course, follow them on Birdland Sports. And like Josh said before, go to iTunes and write us a review or to Apple Podcasts, rather, and write us a review. We appreciate the support. It's been – I've really enjoyed the fun on Discord and the conversation. Yeah, it's been a that. fun – yeah, I prefer Discord over over X. <laughs> over X, yes. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of X. Join us on Discord. Yeah, we haven't even got. I got some thoughts on Twitter next too, but we'll I, save it. I know. Well, also, I, know. I, thought, I told you we need a whole episode where we don't talk baseball. Also, I thought you were going to get into some Jason Aldean stuff when you're talking about the small town. Oh, he he's a he's a making guy. Yeah, he's a making boy, and I was definitely thinking about that driving around this small town. Yeah. So wow, yeah. we're not going to go there. We're not going to no, go no. there, Josh. We, we we made it through COVID without talking politics. Yeah. We don't need to start today. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Remember, people uh, got upset because we talked about how stupid masks were. Josh, and you not, talked about how stupid masks. No, no, were. Don't, but don't we didn't talk about. This. But we didn't talk about whether they wor- worked or not. We just talked about how we were tired of wearing them, hmm. and suddenly people got mad at us politically. I don't really remember that. I remember us coming actually through it. Pretty pretty unscathed in terms of criticism of 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 avoiding politics for the most part. Oh, I I think yeah, for the most part, yes. I just remember a few comments. Yeah. I'm sure they directed so, more at you than yeah, me, though. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe just because <laughs> I live in Florida. You know, it's just like what did someone on? It, you know, sometimes people say things. We've been doing this ten years, and it'll stick with you, like the like slippery snakes or something in a review someone wrote about us. Yeah, our first non-five-star review, like <laughs> yeah, eight years ago, exactly. or whatever it was. Right, yeah. and we've had a lot of reviews to balance that out, but it sticks with you. You remember yeah. it, yeah. If I find that person wrote "slippery snake" on there, probably just having some fun, but ooh. I don't know. Or he's got his own Orioles podcast, probably. Yeah, that's I assume every one star is someone with another podcast. Just I assume it's someone who's had a a long podcast, almost as long as us, but just doesn't make it every week like we do. Because surely, I've never and I don't want to get into this. I just never left a one star review on any podcast. No, I just wouldn't take the time. I don't care that that much. That implies that you've listened enough to give it a one star. Now, maybe a three or Or, four star if you kind of like it, but there's some issues. Right. But if you one star, that means you hate it. And why would you ever listen to more than 10 minutes of it and then write a, do a review about it? I have no I, idea. I work. But anyway, I, I'm, 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 I'm help, I'll let it go. I help, I help out other podcasts and yeah. some that are more successful than me. And it's amazing right. to go on different sites like Reddit and see people who basically just go on here to bash other shows. And I'm like, why do you listen if you hate it so much? Yeah. Like, I hate listening. It makes no oh, sense. Oh, I, I, I know. It's not just us. Like, if you just scroll any. Yeah podcast that you like look at the reviews and there'll be some fives and there'll be some people who are just so angry you're like well, but, but no those people but those people that are so angry like know what happens in every single episode yeah they listen to it all and yeah. it, it makes no sense to me yeah no i talk about things you hate as we're way over i watched the flash movie last night i was so angry watching the entire movie mm. and i love superhero movies yeah, I don't like superhero movies, so yeah. I won't watch it. 
No, don't watch it. I, I watched it and was angry the whole time. I was like yelling at the TV. How is that special effect so bad? Mm. This is yeah, stupid. we haven't even started movies and bad. books. No, I, I told you I finished that book. Yeah. So and I've read like seven book sets. I went on a whole yeah, Cormac, um, Cormac McCarthy jur- 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 journey. That okay, uh, and I'm going to start one soon. So. Yeah. All right, we'll get some Let's special bonus episodes in at some point because this is just too much fun right now. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime. Hey, and did yeah. a training camp start this week? Oh, did it? I have no I idea. So. I think the Ravens might have reported this week or they report in a couple days or something. But I don't care because the Orioles are going to be in the playoffs. Absolutely. And you can follow us. Of course, sign up for our Discord. Um, get those shirts at Berlin Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Section on X. You mean on X? I mean, I mean X. You can follow me on X at Section Three Three Six. You can follow yep. Josh on X at Josh Roca. Uh, way to go, Elon. That X sounds cool to say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. You, you, you looking forward to Xing later? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm gonna end this podcast to get back to my Xing. Uh, thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. <laughs>